That's my best friend. She a real bad bitch. Got her own money. She don't need no man of the death floor. Butter, butter, dirt, butter, dirt, And that's it. Hey. That was good. We was kn- we knew like forty percent of the words. No, I think we're at thirty-two. Thirty-two. Thirty-six and a half. Here's some charcuterie for you, ma'am. Oh my god, that was <laughs> the best salami ever. Is this salami? That sounded really sexual. Here's the thing. I have um, a question for you. Yeah. I had someone ask me what my favorite like deli meat was, and I did not even know like what three of them. Turkey pastrami! That's the winner in Turkey. Turkey pastrami? Turkey pastrami. That's the seems bomb. Like two different meats. It is, and they had your a mom? baby, and it's called turkey pastrami. Wait, wait, okay. So and it pastrami- melts in your mouth. Wait, wait. You know food more than I do, because if you've listened to this podcast, <laughs> yes, you do. know that I don't know. No, don't even try. <laughs> but like, I don't understand food. Like, give me a rice aroni, and I'll call it a day. What is pastrami? Okay. You don't so you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to ask me. What? what? Is, <laughs> I don't know what turkey pastrami was. You can I'm tell like, me what turkey is. I know what turkey is. Okay, you can tell good. what ham is. I know what ham is. What is pastrami? Pastrami is like, okay, oh my Jesus Christ. You don't know what pastrami is. Well, it's a processed meat. Okay, so this is the thing. I was listening to a comedian and they were like, what's your favorite processed meat? And I was like, I don't know what these processed meats are. It's fatty. It's fatty. I will say that. It's almost like, okay, have you had roast beef? Okay, but so what is the difference between beef and roast beef? Don't say it's roasted. (laughs) Duh. No, um, I don't know what pastrami is, but I'm. It's thinner though. It's skinnier than salami. You don't know what anything. It's spicier. Is. Do you know what any of this shit no, is? No, but I don't no. know food. I barely know what food is. Listen, I eat it. I don't fucking research it. <laughs> it's delicious though. Turkey pastrami is the winner. So that's one meat. That's not two meats. No, it's one. A turkey pastrami. I'm going to make you a turkey pastrami grilled cheese one time. And how I'm going to blow your mind. How long have you told me you're going to make me grilled cheese and, and tomato, tomato soup. soup? And you have not. Okay, that's going to happen soon. <laughs> so listeners, sorry, if you're even still listening, but maybe six years ago, Bing made me the most amazing grilled cheese and tomato soup, which I love. Like the most, like the one time, okay, she, she let me taste heaven and then she has barred me from the gates ever since. And then we'll have like potlucks and she'll be like, guys, what do you want me to make? And I'll be like, grilled cheese and, and uh, freaking tomato soup. And then no one else will want that. And I don't get my grilled cheese and tomato soup. I feel soup. like it's happened maybe at least one other time, right? No, one time you have made it for me. Okay. I would know. I it will. it was so good. God, I should have done that for your birthday this year. I'm a bad friend. You you're going to get many, it. You know what? You're going to get it this winter. Do you know and you know what? I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to show up on your porch and have like a... A doggy bag situation. Yeah, you know how many times you told me you were gonna make this for me, and then you haven't made it for me. <laughs> That's how I keep them coming back. <laughs> Empty promises. Here's my thing. Uh, I don't know what my thing is in reciprocal because I cannot uh, make food. So You're- here's my thing. Okay, I'll tell you two things about myself. I'm not religious, and I can't cook. So when anyone is in a crisis. Pray for them, and I can't make them food. So I'm like, do you want an Uber Eats discount code? <laughs> no, but you make people feel better though in other ways. You give sure. good advice. I'm just saying. You can dance. You can have fun. Yeah, and that what, helps clear your mind. No, no, people want do want to dance. Passes away. <laughs> you want someone dancing. to dance with you? <laughs> you can throw. Well, actually, you can catch Siri in your mouth. You just proved y'all don't know, but she um, was throwing cereal in our mouths, and um. 
you're a terrible thrower. I'm sorry. You were a good catcher. You're a bad pitcher. I will. <laughs> you have never insulted me. Like, I'm I sorry. Am, no, no. I'm not even kidding. This is not for the podcast. I am upset. I can pitch, but these bitches can't catch. Okay. And here's the thing. There's like 40 pieces of cereal on the floor my okay, daughter is currently because, sweeping up. That's because I tried to do a shotgun. Here's the thing. I shotgunned it, and they still couldn't catch it. Whose fault is that? That would be the throwers. That is. <laughs> Me? I don't want to talk to you. So, if you are listening, I don't know why, but um, <laughs> this is Growth Plan. I'm Don This Mate. is Growth Plan. I'm Kayla Molina. When's the last time I did one of these? It's a long... The Lake. Granberry. No way. June. It's been three months. Let's talk about why it's been three months. G- you go first. It has been so crazy. So... If you're teaching this year, I think you realize how crazy this is. Like, we are in person with these students who haven't had a legit real year in over a year and a half. So it is insane in the classroom right now. We also, if you if you teach in Texas, you have this House Bill 4545 thing, which basically says, hey, last year it's voluntary for you to take our standardized test, but if you didn't take it or you failed it, now we're required to give you all this extra one-on-one remediation or three-on-one remediation. Like, it is such an insane year. And that's what I have been hearing from um, compadres that, that I've heard from a lot of people that it is, they think, they were like, you think last year was bad? This year is way worse uh, from a teacher standpoint. And honestly, this is a good time to say it. Um, I'm not there. She's not there anymore. I'm not there, peeps. And that's probably another reason that the podcast hasn't happened because I started a new career in June. Shortly after the Greenberry trip, actually, yeah, that was our last kind of hurrah, and then I started my new job, and um, I'm in corporate America now, people, and uh, So we have questions, because this is growth plan. We're talking about two teachers. You've been teaching for over 20 years. 20 years, yeah, it was 20 years. 20 years, and now you are no longer teaching. Yeah. Can we talk about some of the reasons why you came to that conclusion? So, I'm not going to lie. There was a big part of it that was motivated financially. Um, I... Um, you know, I've had two jobs. We talk about this a lot. I've had two jobs since 20, 2008, um, and I'm just tired. Now, did I quit my second job? No. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I got to cut down. It afforded me the luxury of not having to work as many hours on my second job. Um, and also, I will say, like, um, the stress factor. So I think it's really, 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 really helped uh, with the stress factor. Um, do I miss the kids? Do I miss the teachers? Absolutely. But... The second job of tutoring, I do get to still see the kids and I still get to teach, which is my passion. And so I kind of get my kicks at night tutoring kids. Um, and then um, I'm not going to lie, I love my new job. I'm nerding out over numbers and analyzing and learning new code and things that I did in college that I, I didn't know if I'd ever do again. And it's a lot of fun. I really like it. So it's different. It's a change. But I feel so bad for y'all. I, I feel myself often thinking of you and thinking of, of my friends that are still in the classroom and I mean, like, I get sad. Like, I get, like, my, like, it's weird. I get, like, a pit in my stomach when I hear y'all talk and I think about what you're going through and I remember what that was like and the different stresses and I'm just like, oh, my God. I, like, I get really nervous, you know, thinking about it and, and I feel for y'all. And we've had a lot of friends who have left the profession. And if you're listening, you probably, if you're still teaching, you probably have had a ton of friends leave the profession and then you probably have friends that are still in it. So Let's go ahead and just get a couple things. Like, what's like the top three things that you're like, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. And then maybe your top three of like, man, I really do miss this when, you know, at the time. Woo. Just so everyone knows, 
how much planning went into this podcast tonight? Oh, um. <laughs> Before I answer these questions that you just threw at me that seem like hard questions. No planning. We were just like, you know what? Because we, okay, so if you're a listener, like, you know, Mink and I, we're really good friends. Like, really, really good. I know I will know Mink. When I'm 65, I better know Mink. Like, Hell we are yeah. going to be best friends. And we see each other hardly ever. Yeah. Between my work schedule, her work schedule, our second jobs, our families, we just have had no time to actually, I think since, since we last podcasted, what, have we maybe seen each other once or twice? And it was for a hike. Like, we went yeah. on a hike, but then we, we couldn't end up getting together after. And I mean, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. we just don't see each like, other Like, we anymore. don't. So we just haven't had a chance to plan because it's like, oh, do you have time on Sunday? And it's like, nope, I'm working my second job. Oh, do you have time here? Nope, I'm doing some family Or stuff. maybe I want to see my kids. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's a exactly. lot of that. So uh, we just don't have, you know, and I think I probably, I probably work my second job six out of seven nights. Even if it's just one day, one hour. Right. Six out of seven nights, I'm definitely working Agreed. outside of my first job. My day off is Saturday. Saturday, yeah. I do nothing, and every other day of the week, it's it's either actually meeting with kids or on the emails or on the accounting or on the whatever. Right. So anyway, so we're so on your day. Okay. We randomly saw like each other today, and I was like, you know what? Let's let's go do this. Like we haven't had a chance to talk about teaching, and I feel like teaching has changed so much in the past two years. But yeah. either way. Tell me three things okay, okay, that you're okay. like, I'm so Whew. glad I don't have to deal with this. Like, this is, I'm so grateful I have to deal with this. And then, like, I really kind of miss this. Okay, this is truly off the cuff because I didn't know this was coming. Okay, so the first would be, um, okay, we're not, we're going to go with the differences that I appreciate. Okay, number one difference I appreciate, I have not yet had to check my email at night for my job, which hasn't happened in 20 years. Um, and I really appreciate that like I appreciate I can leave at five I don't have to stress about parent emails student emails I don't have to think about what have I not done for tomorrow like I can show up the next day and get it done and that's been miraculous for my mental uh, health you're not having to do work at night to prepare for the next day no no Um, that (laughs) yeah in fact and that might lead me to number two percent repeatedly throughout the day like if I am not if I'm having a bad day mentally or emotionally it's okay at my new job like I can take five minutes and I can sit and not talk and stare at the wall for five minutes and then get back to my job and it's like the world doesn't end and it doesn't put everything in a disruption you know what I mean where with as a teacher you are on constantly you're having to be on 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 even when it's a bad day there's someone who needs you somebody needs me and you feel guilty like if it's my bad day and I look at a kid and I see a kid that comes in that you can tell a kid's having a bad morning or a bad day it can't be about you it's got to be about them and then it's like oh shit I better really step up to help this kid out and you don't get to you don't get to sit in your own (laughs) you don't get to pay attention to yourself you don't get to self-check so I get to self-check now um and then don't make fun of number three oh my god don't make fun I cannot tell you how nice it is to just the little things like lunch and bathroom whenever I want and that sounds stupid to somebody else but I, I when I go to the restroom during the day or when I go get refill my water bottle I'm like oh my god I don't have to wait on a bill I don't have to wait for the class to be cleared I don't have to clean all the desks off first and then make sure the kids are out and I don't have to you know I can just go to the freaking water fountain whenever I want (laughs) you know what I mean just stupid that is not stupid to me because I like I had to pee so bad one day like maybe like let's say it's around one okay 
I had to pee so bad. And I did have passing periods, but I have a couple classes that are a little rougher. And at my current school, like, there's only four bathrooms, like, for everyone. So it's, such a, it's, it's like a long line. Yeah. And so I had to pee so bad at one o'clock. Like, imagine, if you're just listening, imagine like, you have to pee. Like, you have to pee. I could not pee until four o'clock. I had to hold that shit for three hours. And I, I could have I could have left my class and run to the bathroom. Is it possible? Yes. But like I also couldn't do that. And if you're a teacher, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like I just couldn't leave them. Not that class. Not with so-and-so sitting in the front row. Yes. You can't leave that class. And then like I was gonna like and then I swear to God, I was like, okay, all right, class is in. I'm gonna go run to the bathroom. And then this one kid came in and he was like, Hey, I'm not gonna be here for the next two days. What can I do to get caught up? And I'm like, okay, great. Oh yeah. You're going to do this. And then this, and then this is great. And then boom. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go run to the bathroom. And then a kid comes in. It's like, Miss Melina, I need some help on this. I'm like, okay, yeah. All right. Let me help you with that real quick. And then the bell fucking rang. And then I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I love it. No. I can't pee. No. And I think of these things and it sounds so trivial, but it's so true. Okay. So, so those the, are my three. The not having to check email every night, the not having to prepare. And then here's the thing. What a weird thing, right? Like, to be like, I just would like to go to the bathroom. I just right want to, I just need to go. This is a little TMI, but I'm going to tell you right now. The other day, I had a poop at like 9 a.m. <laughs> and I held that shit until 6 p.m. Were you like, when I told my husband that, he's like, how did you do that? And I was like, because I had to. Will of God. Because <laughs> every time I went to the bathroom throughout the day, there was like six kids in the same bathroom. Like, and I was not going to poop in front of teenagers. So I was like, I guess this is just what I'm doing. <laughs> And I held it from 9 a.m. <laughs> until 6 p.m. until I could go oh, to my God. own house. How ridiculous it. is that? No, I get it. That's so anyway. I remember those days. Okay, what about the three things that you miss? <clears throat> Number one, I miss the kids. I miss the kids. I definitely miss that and that social component with the, with the students. Um, and uh, for sure. But, you know, like I said, the tutoring kind of helps out because we can joke around and stuff there. So that would be one of them. Um, the second one would be, um, I'm not like the most creative person ever, but I do have a lot. Like teaching was my creative outlet, I think. Mm -hmm. And I would oftentimes like stay up till midnight, not because I had to, but because I would get like a crazy ass idea and think, oh my God, this would be so much fun tomorrow. And I'd stay up and work on it just so we could have you know something new and different the next day there's no really there's no creativity like that like where i you know putting together a lesson right like that's super creative sometimes and I, don't, I don't have that um in my new gig um so i miss that a lot that creative outlet um and then i miss honestly like the third thing about the teaching it would just be my teacher friends um but you know luckily my teacher friends are good enough friends that i can see y'all outside of the school yes. so it's like i still have that and it's just, it is bizarre not being in a world where, you know, I see you guys every day or, you know, have lunch with you guys or something like that. Like, that's that's been kind of hard. But um, but other than that, I am thinking good decision. No regrets <laughs> at this point. Uh, and I, like I said, I just feel for you guys in the teaching world. And more than ever, I think I was telling, I may have been telling you this on the phone or something the other day, but... Um, more than ever, I it's like I'm getting worked up now for teachers. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not in there, which was funny. When I was in there, I was more like passive and just like letting things happen to me. And now that I'm out and I guess there's like I can't get fired or something, I'm just like, God, this is an outrage. Like I get really upset for y'all. Yeah. And I think, what can we do? Like I want, yeah, 
like advocacy that I never did before I'm wanting to do now for teachers. And we've talked a lot about that because so if you're listening, I kind of took a new role. I'm in a new district now and I'm trying to work. I'm still teaching, but I'm also working with teacher development. And when I got this role, I was so excited because districts don't really, generally, they don't have people whose sole job is to support, or whose sole job is to support the teachers. There are a thousand people in districts whose job is to support the students, like interventions and how can we help them and let's look at TEAS analysis. But there's very few people whose job is to support the teachers, to truly, truly support the teachers. And when I got this new job, I was so grateful because when I sat down with some of the higher level people, I was like, everyone says to support teachers, but they don't. Mm-hmm. because how, how are you supporting your teachers in this way and they were so amazing um, but that's what it is is like every law that our state passes there's never funding or time it's always just do it on top of it there are so many expectations that we're, we're continuing to have to do that I feel like yeah do you feel like it's like every year there's more and more added on it's like you did all this last year but okay this year we need you to do this too yeah, so like I'm trying to think of like, okay, so 20 years ago, I mean, we talked to, to teachers who have taught for a long time. Yeah. Like it wasn't the a daily grade requirement. So they only no. had to submit grades once every three weeks. In theory, I'm supposed, I have 20, no, I have 48 hours to submit grades from when I gave them, right? There's normally like a, a two to three day window of when you're supposed to post grades. And they're supposed to post on online. And then every three weeks, I'm supposed to let parents know if they're not doing well, which is weird because parents have access to the grades. They can see them any second of any day. But But you still have to tell them. Yes. So then it's like, okay, so previously I would just have to tell a parent. Now I have to post them within 24 or 48 hours and I have to tell a parent, right? And there's all these interventions that we're supposed to provide these kids. And every year, it's like with COVID, it's like... You have to make a digital assignment for everyone. Everyone has to, pr- to be able to do something. You have to post it, okay? Well, that requirement hasn't gone away. No. That's still there. Yeah. So I still have to do stuff in the classroom, be able for it to be done at home, if, but but kids aren't required to do it at yeah. home. Yeah. So then then it's like, well, you're supposed to come to my tutorials before and after school. I just feel like it's just gotten so, so much. Um, and I've had several conversations with people on my campus when like we're talking about meetings, and I'm like, no, we're not having a lunch meeting. No. Yeah. It's not okay to have a lunch meeting. We need meeting. to have a lunch. We don't yeah. have to, ha- yeah, we yeah. can't work during we're, our we're lunch We're not going to meet outside of our contract time. Like, if it is important, we're going to, and I'm very blessed that the place I'm at right now, like, they understand that and they're doing the best that they can. But there's only so much administration can do because they're so handcuffed by the state. Yeah. So I just feel like, I have a feeling, and you know, you've only been out in the corporate world for a couple months, but... I have a feeling, especially to people who have only ever taught, we don't even realize how messed up the situation is because we've never worked in corporate America. Yeah. I mean, like, I've spent hundreds of dollars this year on stuff. Yeah. Office equipment, supplies for the school, all this kind of stuff. No, it's very different. Like, the the expectations, um, you know, because in your mind, you do, like, in my mind, going into this new job, it's like, I thought, okay, I need to get this, this, and this. Like, I still am in that mentality of what I need to do for myself for my new job financially Mm -hmm. but not realizing that oh no wait the company will take care of that like that's part of their responsibility and then realizing all the money I don't even (laughs) I don't want to think about I mean we had fun with all the money I spent on them but I think about all that money that I did spend every year on my classroom and um you know with it with a low salary already so like I said a lot of my decision was financially led because of things like that And, and it's realizing that once you get out but um you know but of course I don't know, but, but it's, it's that catch 22 we talked about where at the same time you feel guilty, you know, um, if you are a good teacher and then you leave it, there's this horrible guilt for, 
shit. Yeah, speak on it. <laughs> I'll get like emotional about it. Like, yeah. ah, I hate myself right now. No, but it's <laughs> real though. It's real. But like, I was good at it, and like, that's what I was. You know, you think like that was what I was supposed to be doing. And I get, but you sacrifice so much for so long, and you burn out. Oh my god, why yeah. are we recording this bullshit? I'm sorry. No. I'm gonna stop. Don't because um, no, this is what I think. Like people don't realize is like. Um, I've talked to so many people who aren't teachers who are just so dismissive of the profession. You know what I mean? They're so like, okay, yeah, they're teaching my kid Texas history, whatever. And anytime anything goes wrong, they're so quick to blame the school district, the teacher, you know, all these things. And it's like, if you, like you, you were born to teach. I think I was born to teach. Exactly. And you know, and if we're in a system that doesn't take care of us, something's wrong. No, you're like absolutely you, right. I mean, everybody that you talked to would probably have said, like, everyone said, like, Dawn's going to die a teacher. Yeah. Like, everyone thought, I thought that. I'm going to die a teacher. I wasn't looking to leave this and that. But um, now that I'm out, it's like you realize it's almost like an abusive relationship. Yes. And that's the best way I can put it is I kept going back to that, trying to prove to everybody that I could do it. And, yeah, I'm getting screwed over. And, yeah, this is happening. And, yeah, we're mistreated. And, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I'm good at it. And I was made for this. And the kids need me. It's the always kids the kids. And and that's the guilt I still have. Is yeah. I and, and with tutoring, you know, it's like the tutoring business is blowing up. And I feel even worse because I'm like, oh, my God, they really need me right now because things must be really hard in the classroom and all these kids are struggling. And if I was there, maybe they wouldn't be needing this on the side and blah, 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 blah. And it's just it's a weird martyr complex um, that I'm, you know, it's it's hard to overcome. Um, and it's something that you want to go back to. And I just have to remind myself when I think about like how much I miss it and going back, I have to remind myself of how I can still get that passion. I can still, uh, you know, get that, that fix from helping kids outside of school. And I won't have to put up with the uh, other stuff that comes with the job day to day. But it, but it makes you sad and concerned that, you know, like you mentioned earlier for my grandkids, you know, if, if all the teach, what happens to education if all the good teachers leave? Are my grandkids going to have a bunch of shitty teachers that don't care? Because those shitty teachers that don't care make the same paycheck as all the great, phenomenal teachers out there. And that's what's wrong with the system. No, I'm, I'm <clears throat> with you. And I get the emotion. And um, if you're listening and you're a teacher, I wonder if you have people in your life who have left teaching. I think every single person I know that has left teaching that was a great teacher has equated it to an abusive relationship. Every single one. Because you say for the kids, the kids need me. You know what? But like, even if I'm struggling, like these kids need me. It's almost like, oh, you know what? Like, even if he treats me like shit, like he needs me. Like he's going to go on such a bad path without me or, or she, you know, I'm just equating it to a he because I'm a female. But like, Every single person I've, I've known has equated it to that. Yeah. And then you don't know it until you leave it. Yeah. And so part of me wants to really try to fix this, like, you know, uh, and part, I think that starts with education. So if you're a teacher and you're listening, you know this. Everything we're saying, you know. You've lived it. I don't, I don't think. I want the parents to know this. I don't think anyone I want community knows to it. know this. Yes. I don't think anyone who's not a teacher truly, or unless you're, like, married to a teacher or you really are close with a teacher really know and I've, I did a couple of things of research so forgive me if this is really ignorant because it could be but I want to do more research on it but like you know I think teachers policemen nurses we kind of get lumped in together right we're in this like the service industry, industry right? right and then teachers always get like well you have summers off <laughs> hey make you have summers off so don't complain right but if you take a standard cop who starts out and then 15 years into his career they're making significantly more 
than a cop at the beginning. That's not true of a teacher. No. And cops and nurses, they get paid for their time. They get paid for overtime. They get paid for all this extra. We're the only one that is not compensated for that. Mm-mm. Um, and so... And so it's like there's, I mean, obviously I'm not saying that nurses and policemen have it easy. They don't. I mean, we all have it difficult. But it's really, it's tough. And I I worry for our industry because, yeah, like, I know I'm a boss-ass teacher. Like, I'm I'm not afraid to say it. You're a fucking boss-ass teacher. How many boss-ass teachers do we know that have left? A lot. To do... (laughs) But, like, to do, like, easy tasks because they get paid more... It's easier. You're more respected. You're compensated for your time. So I do worry. I worry a lot. I do too. Especially, um, I don't remember which of our friends we were talking to, and I don't want to talk out of my ass, but somebody had mentioned how they had had someone who they knew that had taught overseas. Yeah. um, And was like, was that you talking about that? It wasn't me, but it was one of our friends. Yeah, and like how well-respected these teachers were in other countries and and what a rude awakening it was for them as an American to teach in other countries, be so well-respected and taken care of, and then come back to America to teach and be like, what the hell? Yeah, like (laughs) Like, this is is what it is here, um, you know, compared to other places. And, um, you know, that was definitely... And honestly, like, actually, one of our custodians, um, gosh, I don't know if I ever told you this, but a few years ago, one of our custodians, um, he was kind of learning English, and we were trying to communicate and stuff when he'd be in the room after school, and um, I found out he was a math teacher in Vietnam. Oh, wow. And he moved his family over here, you know, for, obviously, because, you know, people want to come here, and, um, but he was talking about, you know, he made some sort of a comment about he was just, like, he was basically praising me as a teacher, and he was like, no, I was a math teacher over there, and he was doing super, super well, and he came over here to be a custodian just to be able to come to America, but he was, you know, in broken English, trying to tell me the same kind of a thing, where he was just like, you know, it was so much appreciation as what he was trying to say, just thank you so much, thank you so much, you know, uh, for what you do, and, um, and um, we don't get that a lot. You know, some parents are really good about showing that. But community as a whole, or society, I think, as a whole, is not really good at recognizing that and the sacrifice that goes in. Because I don't think they know what it's about, you know. And, and it's not their fault because they don't know what it's about. I'm, you know, but I think anybody that did spend a, a week in the classroom would leave like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I think so, well, too. It's so different, and um, I wonder, part, yeah, because you're right. There are so many parents out there that I've talked to that are so respectful. Yes. They are so like, if, I know there's some parents I have right now that if I'm like, I really need like some Kleenex or something. Oh yeah, they hook you up. They would hook me up. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just it's ridiculous that I have to do that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It'd be like a doctor being like to the patients, like, Hey, can you give me some gloves? That'd be super great. <laughs> <laughs> We're running out of shit up We're here. We're running out of gloves. Yeah. If you could contribute like five bucks for syringes, mm-hmm. so I don't have to pay for them out of pocket, that would be so awesome. <laughs> it's just like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I do wonder, and you know, I've uh, we've mentioned this, but I've talked to some teachers recently who also are are very negative to their own kids' teachers. Like we just, it's a very societal thing. Um, uh, and I we talk about this a lot. I I go into every conversation assuming that my kids are lying. Yes, every conversation because they are. They're my kids. kids are lying. Your kids yeah. are liars. I think I've said this many times on this podcast. But yes. your kids Double lie. T- yes, your your kids may have a bad teacher. It is possible. There are bad teachers out there. I have been with them. I've taught next to them. It's a problem. Um, <laughs> but the majority of teachers are freaking like where they're working their asses off. Like talk to them, see what's going on, and like. Even if my teacher, my kid's teacher wasn't great, which I've had a couple 
that aren't great. I would never say that to my kid. I'm like, oh yeah, your teacher just sucks. I guess like, let's just do this. I'd be like, you gotta figure it out. I don't tell you. You're gonna have crappy bosses in your life. You better figure this out. What yeah, are you gonna do? Exactly. Instead of trying to fix the situation for them and, and enable them to complain. And that, that is where it starts. You know, mm-hmm. the parent complains, the kid hears it, the kid goes to school, then it starts this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all that to be said, I'm so excited for you in this new role. But I am also very grateful and happy that you get to tutor because I know, I know that's like your passion. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you get to work with these kids and help them out. Yeah. I just wish that it was a world in which you could teach and it wouldn't be all these things, yeah. you know, all these extra situations. So that's exciting. And as, if you can't tell by listening to this, we didn't really have like a goal going into this. We yeah. actually just hung out for the first time. We're like, let's talk about what's going on. Yeah. May as well just hit record and see what it's all about. Uh, can you, I, I kind of am curious um, for you to compare a little bit of, you know, cause last year we said it was really hard. Um, or I thought yeah. last year was, I admitted on here, it was the worst year of my teaching life. I was a horrible yeah. teacher last year, um, or I thought I was. Uh-huh. Um, how would you compare this year to last year? Okay. Interesting. Last year, we had this kind of sense of like, just give me something. Do something. I'm pretty apologetic, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you're taking care of your siblings. Like, you might be remote. You might not be. Like, just give me something. Yeah. Like, Lots of forgiveness, trying. yeah. Lots of forgiveness, right? We knew these kids were cheating. It was not... Like, here's what, if you're a student, like, we, we know when you're cheating. We're not fucking dumb. We're not dumb. I really need you to understand this. We're not dumb. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't need to go to the bathroom twice. You just looked at your phone, you saw a text, and then yeah. you asked Your boyfriend's to go to the at the water fountain, and yeah. you're going to go down there and flirt a little bit and come back in five minutes. We're not, we know this. We're not dumb, okay? We're not dumb. Sometimes we just don't give a shit. <laughs> what, oh, you're going to leave my classroom for five minutes? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes not. It just depends. But so last year was like a lot of forgiveness. Um, we were in a situation where we had half kids in school, half kids remote. So they were at home or they were in the building. A lot of people, I feel like at least in our state, were in a similar situation. This year, it's so the expectations I feel like are the same as they were like two, three years ago. Okay. But students aren't used to that expectation. The it's, accountability maybe. Yes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. almost like if you own, if you, of your own children and you're like, if you told your children they didn't have to do chores. For like for a, a year. year. Yeah. Right. They didn't have to do chores. You would do everything for them. The bar's real low. And then all of a sudden we raise this bar and they're like confused. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're like, I can't speak for everyone. I'm getting work that's obviously cheated on that I'm giving zeros to. What do you mean? I mean, you cheated on this. So I'm giving you a zero for it. You know, or yeah. like, what do you mean? I, like, this is due by Friday. Like, it's due by Friday. So I don't it's know the what deadlines, and it's the uh, is anyone being? Um, gosh, uh, how's the respect factor? Is there is there like an attitude with the kids as well, thinking that they can get away with stuff, and like, are, are they genuinely shocked if you're like, oh no, we're not gonna do that? Like, I'm a big believer that kids are kids. I don't care if you taught in 1973 or you taught in 1997 or you taught in 2013. Like, I think kids are kids. Kids will try to get away with shit. Yeah. That's what kids do, right? Yeah. So I think they were able to kind of get away with shit. And some kids went through some trauma. Like, there's so many... I have kids who've lost so many family members to COVID and other things. Like, so... And I try to have a heart for that, too. Like, kids are kids. Kids are going through stuff. So I don't really think that's changed. This is just a different excuse, you know? So... 
Um, I was a kid at once. I would have excuses, right? Like, oh, I couldn't turn it in because of this. I'm like, okay, but also, like, you're a kid. So I wonder, um, I don't really think the kids are different. I just think this is a big excuse. Yeah. And then, like, they, they forgot some stuff. And I just think, you know how it was? Like, so in Texas, the, when, when COVID hit in 2020, that was 2020, right? Oh, my God, the time. Uh, when yes. COVID hit in 2020, 2020, it was essentially like if you did anything, we, we went to pass-fail, yeah. and if you did anything, we would pass you. True. Because we didn't know what your family situation was. And I understand that. I'm not negative against that. And schools hadn't figured out. It was such an abrupt change. They didn't know what to do either. Like, we everyone was scrambling. Exactly. And so I, I wasn't upset about that. But... So then we go to the next year where kids are at home or, or in person or at home. And then it's kind of like the expectation was lower. And it's kind of like if you have really low expectations and then all of a sudden you raise them. Like they are not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, and so Have I'm you struggling. noticed, this has been a big question of mine. Have you noticed the kids that maybe, well, I don't even know if you know this. The kids that were in person last year versus online and how they're doing this year. Like it, it, my hunch would be our in-person kids last year. Our, it's a, it's more of a seamless transition this year, and I feel like our on kit our online kids last year are probably struggling more. And I only say that because I feel like that's been a lot of my like tutoring phone calls and stuff is kids that are back in the building and like holy crap, and they're just not used to it. Yeah, um, my current district I can't really speak on that because in my former district you either had to be in person or online, and you could pick every nine weeks, but you were one or the other. Okay. On my current district, you could pick it day to day. No way. You could pick whether you were online. Or if you were in the building. Whoa. So they could just like feel like not be feeling like going to school and sit at home on the computer. Yeah. Or like, oh, it's raining. I'm going to stay home. Or, hey, I want to go do this. So I went and I wasn't there at my current school last year. And I know all the teachers are just doing the absolute best that they can. I work with some really phenomenal teachers. But that being said, um, I don't know. But even then, like, you know how it was with the online kids. Like the... The expectation was nowhere near the same. We, yeah. gave, we gave them notes on tests because the online kids could use notes because we couldn't really police that. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? There's so many things that we gave them that they wouldn't So, like, really know. memorization skills are probably a little bit out the window right now. Or they're trying to relearn how to memorize. I can't tell you how many kids. So, I gave my first test of the year, you know, like a month ago or more than a month ago. And I had more than one kid be like, I'm not ready for this. Can I take it tomorrow? <laughs> I'd be like, no. Um, no. We're taking tested. your test today. I was like, well, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, well, then I guess you're going to make a bad grade on this test. Well, then what do you want me to do? I'm like, you're going to have to correct it and retake it? I don't, like, I don't understand. I even had a kid today. We've, wow. been, we've been utilizing this online platform, and uh, they don't like it. And like, can I just get, like, the paper copy? And I thought I'd go, I go, no, because, like, the world doesn't revolve around you. Yeah. I was like, the world is not going to say, oh, you need this. We're going to accommodate you, baby. Like, uh-huh. no, you're going to do this or you're going to fail. Like, and it's not that difficult. You know, it's like finding slope from two points, which if you're not a math teacher, like, whatever. But if you're a math teacher, like, That's easy. come the fuck on. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, oh, I need a paper copy for this. Like, no, you do not. You don't, you just don't want to be held accountable. You want to be able to cheat off of someone else's paper. Yep. Or just, you know, whatever it is. So it's just weird. It's very different. Part of me does have sympathy because I don't know what it's like to go through this as a child. I only know how to go through COVID and all this stuff as a parent and as an adult. So I know there's a little bit of that. And I also know that you can easily get through life without Algebra 2 or Pre-Cal. I know all that too. But at a certain point, like, you got to work hard. So I don't know. It's a really weird mix. And I, I really wonder, like, 
those of y'all that are listening and that are teaching, like, what differences do you see? Like, yeah. from pre-COVID to now, not during COVID, but, like, pre-COVID to now, what are you seeing as differences in your kids? I would be super interested to know. I am, too. And, uh, oh, my dog oh. wants to know, too. Did you hear that? She was super curious. Um, so, and actually, yeah, our email, um, golly, what's our email? Teachergrowthplan at gmail.com. Yeah, please let us know, um, especially, like, me not being in there. And, and like you said, you're in a different district, so it's hard to compare. It's like apples and oranges when you move districts um, a lot of times. So if you've been in the same place for a few years and you can – you know, testify to, the, yeah, let us know what you're thinking on that. I will say my own children, like my personal children, you know me, like, I'm a hard ass. You are. <laughs> when you it are. comes to High school, expectations I'm not kiddos. fucking around with these kids. So I've had a couple times where my kids will be like, oh, like, I just can't believe, like, I, my teacher did this. I'm like, who are you talking to? Like, I'm never going to side over with you over a teacher. Yeah. And I have really high expectations, and they were remote last year. My, mm-hmm. Both of my children were remote, and they're doing really well. They're doing Good. well. They're doing their great. Are they excited to be back in the building? Um, uh, I think they're learning a lot more than they did last year. Nothing against their teachers last year, but last year was just such a shit show. I think they're learning a lot more. I think they're doing well. Good. I'm excited because they're busy. Yeah. I'm excited as a parent because, like, they got stuff to do. But then it pisses me off because, like, when I work with high school students, like, oh, I have homework. I'm like, yeah, you have 20 problems over an entire week. And my sixth grade daughter has 20 problems a night. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. just complain. I'm like, you have no idea, guys. Um, so it's just kind of different. But um, the only thing I've noticed with mine um, is she was hybrid last year. But her main, most of her classes were at home last year, except yeah. for like fine arts. Um, I have noticed she was so used to last year, you know, having her own car where she was coming and going all day at school that the first month of school, I think she had three absences. And I was like, what the hell? Like in just random classes. And she's yeah. like, oh, I had to go take care of something. I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> like, you're like in you're, school. You're back at school. Like you were in yeah. that building now, eight to four. Like that is the expectation. And that's been really hard for her to adjust, which I would understand, you know, imagine having a job where you're just running to and from all the time. And then you have the same job, but they're not letting you leave the building. That would yeah. be bizarre, right? It's very so different. I think that those older kids are going through that where they're having to realize like, Oh, I don't get to just do whatever the hell I want whenever I want. Like we're back to those rules. You know, it's, I think it's just a lot of rules they're not used to anymore, but I'm too, and I have, I have a lot of sympathy. So that's why I'm interested in hearing how like y'all that are listening Kind of what you're you're seeing because like you know you mink are out of the classroom now which i'm very excited for you for i have like my limited experience of what's going on um but i'd be interested to hear how other people you know i think every community is going to experience this different mm-hmm. and that might be based off of like economic status or just like even like political belief whatever it is it could be like every community is going through something right going now. through something but either way i think you and you and i have talked a lot about like trying to find ways to really advocate for this profession yeah because even though you're not in it anymore like we know that like this is not sustainable <laughs> at least in our state and i don't know we have some listeners who live who listen outside of the state and listen outside of the country i'm really interested or interested to hear like you know, is this sustainable in your state too, or or what are what are the things that are man, maybe mandatory in your state that are making your job manageable? You know, yeah. In Texas, we only have forty five minutes conference that's mandatory. That's not sustainable. You have forty five minutes a day to do everything else besides teach. 
but this is not going to be possible. So I'm interested to hear, you know, how things are going for you and how we can move on after this crazy year. Absolutely. I also would be curious at some point to get a parent's perspective um, on this whole situation because, you know, maybe even kids too, like kids going through the COVID and the post-COVID and parents going through COVID and post-COVID. So we may be reaching out to some people to have some guests on because I I really am, you know, because we only know the world you know, that we were in and that we live in and like what we think and see and, and it would be curious. I'd be curious to hear from community too. I am sure. too. And maybe we're too much of teacher apologists, but uh, that's all, it's all, whenever I have a friend be like, I can't believe this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do not. I was like, I had, I had this conversation with my husband. My husband, like he wanted to, uh, he wanted to um, look at grades every single day to see whether we've talked about this before, like how we handle grades. He wanted to look at grades every single day to see are you passing or are you not? Mm-hmm. Not even passing, but like we're like passing for us is like an A or maybe an eighty five depending on the class. We're like, yeah. are you doing well? And then they uh, they would. Uh... Oh, okay. You're talking. Sorry. You're talking on this. Y'all want a parent's perspective. Ready to go? All I'm right. Go. We have we have house guests that are ready to talk. Yeah, ready to spill excited. the tea. But uh, I don't even know what I was saying. I don't know. Um, Damn it! We're gonna cut that out. <laughs> no, we're not. No, yes, we're not. we you are. Can pick back up. You can pick back up. It's so um, But basically, just like you know, uh, my husband, he wanted you know, like day by day, and oh yeah, I just like. I was like, you need to support the teachers and you need to let the kids handle their business. And, you know, it needs to be like, they got to handle it. Yeah. Every single time you side with your kid over a teacher, even if it's valid, every single time you are showing your kid how to manipulate the system. And that's just what it is. You, you are. Know? And it's a, it's a, it's a demean, it's demeaning the profession as well. Like your kids yeah. are seeing um, that you're modeling that the, the teacher is wrong or that it's not an important profession and it's not as respectable as it should be and, and maybe that's part of our cyclical problem, you know? Yeah, and like, you know, you can be a parent and you can be a lawyer and that's awesome and I know you went to way more school than I did and that's fucking great. I'm so excited for you but I am a fucking beast at this At profession. what I do. I do what so I do So even well. though I didn't go to as much school as you did or I'm not maybe even as smart as you are, like I know this profession and yeah. I need you to support me. Yeah. Because every single time you support, like, this is why we have these kids who just think the world's going to accommodate them, you yeah. know? And it's just, like, it's not. Like, I tell my kids all the time, like, you have, like, you're going to have shitty bosses. You're going to have some, like, you're going to have to work with difficult people. Absolutely. And I'm not going to, like, call your boss and be like, um, are you following code? Blah, blah. Like, no, like, figure it out. No, absolutely. I would much rather my kids, and my kids have either gone through that bad, you know, a teaching situation, like a bad, te- I don't want to say bad teacher. I want to say a teacher that they didn't mesh with. A difficult teacher, Right, a difficult yeah. teacher for them personally. Um, or maybe they've gone through um, a failure in a class. And I have let my kids fail because I would rather them fail now and we go through that together and figure it out than them have me you know, holding their hand all the way through school or being the one to check their grades or being the one to do all this. And then when they're in the real world, they fail and they fucking fall apart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I'm not there maybe. And then they don't know how to handle it well. So, you know, we've all heard like, like you know, the whole, you know, the whole thing, you know, you learn it. best through failure, blah, blah, blah. Well, they're going to need to fail. So don't try to cover, <laughs> it's like, don't try to cover up everything for them and make it all better for them um, now. Because yeah, uh, later, out. what are they going to do? You know, yeah. you're not going to be there forever. 
And not that we're the, the model parents of the world, but... Oh, I, no. There's just one thing I will say is, like, I know that my kids at least will be able to handle their business. Yeah. Because they don't rely on me. My kids very rarely come to me and complain about their teachers. They do it every once in a while, and my go-to is, like, who do you think you're talking to? Yeah. <laughs> no, and it, exactly. And what's funny is my first response is usually not to hear their side, but I'll go, okay, I'm going to email and get the story. Yeah. You know, because I'm letting them know, yeah, like, like all right, we're going to talk to that teacher, and, uh... Because I know that that's not, you know, there's two sides. And I'll even, there's two sides to every story. Somewhere in the middle is the truth, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to, uh, you know, we'll see what really happened. And then they're like, oh, like they know, oh, okay, she's going to follow up. And then maybe something changes, yeah, you know. Yeah, she's not going to believe me, so. Yeah. I think we went down a rabbit hole. Basically, to sum this up, <laughs> I'm so excited for you. And for all of our listeners who are still teaching, it is a tough, tough, tough year. Um, I'm so excited for you guys. I, I've also seen so many beautiful things happening. I have friends who are posting on Instagram and different things. This, the, the really life-changing things that they're doing in their classroom. And I'm so inspired by those things. So keep doing those things. And, um, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep doing some stuff in the background to try to do our best. I really... If I could do anything before I die, it would be to get Texas to increase their conference period time. How dumb of a goal is that? But it's still a <laughs> no. Goal. Every little thing, every, every little, little thing, thing, right? And you know what? We talked about this too before we leave. I encourage all teachers to quietly and unaggressively stand up for yourselves. Yes. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a big thing, but just stand up for your time. Stand up for your expectations in the classroom. If a parent's giving you trouble, if an administrator's giving you trouble, if you're not doing anything wrong, I give you permission to hold your students accountable and to just stand up for yourself. Absolutely. I love it. Because a lot of teachers, by nature, do not. Um, we don't rock we the boat. We just take it. We're used. We don't rock the boat. We're used to taking it. We're used yeah. to just being, you know, passive and people pleasers and all that jazz, and um, to our own detriment most of the time. So yeah, for sure. So. Teachergrowthplan at gmail.com. We yes. are going to try to come back. We'll have some guests and stuff, but we're just, we're definitely in a different I, phase. And I feel like everyone I know that's teaching is in a different phase. It's in a different right phase. Now. And it's I think so everyone weird. probably listening understands. Like the time has been short, it's been a crazy year. Di- different phase. And uh, I'm just glad that it was super impromptu. Uh, what did we decide it like 10 minutes before we were going to podcast? It's like, oh my gosh, let's go do it right now. Like it just happened impromptu. Yeah. And so. if you're a Texas teacher, we'll have a whole episode on House Bill 4545 and we'll just yell at each other together, okay? So we'll figure <laughs> that out. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. Bye. Peace out. Bye.